So welcome all to Shaman Sister Sessions. This is our 10th episode. We've been doing this for just over two months now. And, uh, and I'm Michelle Hawk. We are together, we are the Shaman Sisters. This is Catherine Bird. And it is our great joy and honor to, uh, to make this available to you. We speak about our work, our personal experiences, personal and professional experiences working with shamanic energies and working with the evolution of human consciousness. So thank you for joining us today. Ah, it's an exciting day, Michelle. It is, um, it's the 19th, correct? The 17th. 17th. I don't know. I'm, I'm always off on time. It's the 17th and we are quickly approaching our inauguration day for our new president. And um, everything that has been going along with that, there's been a lot of um, talk in the spiritual communities and in, in different communities around this shift in, um, in direction. It's definitely, we, none of us can deny that there is definitely a shift in direction. And um, a lot of people are having a lot of uh, a fear and um, pain, a lot of doubt, a lot of, of negative shadow experience inside of this shift. And uh, we wanted to speak around working in the shadow, working with the shadow and not being taken out by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this uh, question was actually put to us uh, when we were putting out some feelers of what would you like to hear about and someone suggested the uh, how to work with the darkness or how to um, work with these dark energies without having them take you down without being consumed by it and so uh, we we did our little conference and uh, we talked about okay what do we do because both you know Kat both you and I do a lot of work with the darkness and uh, and you know viewers I know some of you personally I'm looking at who you are I'm like yes I know you work with the darkness too so throughout uh, throughout our talk today please do feel free to chat in questions comments etc um, let's start with I think one of the first things is reframing our relationship with the darkness. And uh, we'll be speaking about this a little bit generally, but also in terms of what the context of what is happening now in our society. And, you know, this is our special inauguration episode after all. And uh, we know that a lot of people are working with dark energies and there is this necessary purge that's going on on the societal level. So how can we as the warriors of the light hold a really clear container for ourselves, for our clients, for our communities in order to do this work well and effectively and be advocates for the kind of change that we want to actualize. So starting with reframing the darkness, exactly. what, is, what does darkness mean? What is that? Exactly. I think that we, um, Oh, wow, we're taught to fear the darkness so much. Um, I I know. I think that we talked about this once about how our um, our media, as we're raised, um, we're watching movies and we're seeing things that really give any sort of 
experience of darkness, of shadow, of, of, you know, just the dark, right? The dark is very scary. The dark does, you don't want to go into the dark by yourself. Um, there's wild, wildness is scary. Animals are scary. Uh, you know, really so much we should be afraid of walking out into the darkness because we will be consumed by mm. I think yeah. we're raised on that fear. Yeah, and especially with the dichotomy of dark and light. And this comes up in uh, in some articles too, where it's, you know, if it's not light, it's dark, you know, so dark and light, good and bad, and everything that comes with that too. And I think this is, uh, you know, we'll talk at, at some point about spiritual bypassing, right? I think this is one of those cases in which, uh, in which, which we are tempted to do that or in which people are tempted to do that and say, oh, I'm not even going to acknowledge these things that are in the darkness and solely focus on the light. That does great disservice to understanding the powerful medicine that darkness has to offer. Absolutely. Darkness is neutral. Light is neutral. There is no good or bad in either. It is neutral energies that have their own flavor. And it's just what scale are they on the vibratory frequency spectrum? Mm -hmm. that's, that's really what we're working with. There is nothing to fear in the darkness, just as there is nothing to fear in the light. Fear is known as a dark energy because it is a teacher. It's a low vibration teacher. And it is a wonderful teacher. Anger, again, a, a dark emotion a dark energy or hatred or rage all of these feelings and you know especially as we're putting this in the context of what's going on in our society now a lot of these dark emotions and dark energies are bubbling to the surface and uh and they are teachers if we view them with you know shaming the people who are having these feelings or if we view them with oh that's bad that inherently puts us in a less able position to be actually present to help people or present to hear someone. But if we're viewing it as, okay, this is neutral. I have my feelings, you have your feelings, darkness and light and you know everything in between and it's all neutral, it's all energy. That's the first step to working with the darkness is reframing your relationship. We did speak uh, in a previous episode, it might have been episode three, about cultivating a healthy relationship with the darkness. So viewers, if you're interested, I would encourage you to go back in the archives. It's on our YouTube channel and uh, on the page on my website as well. We have all our videos. So um, that's, uh, we'll leave that there for now and you can go back and see what we had to say previously. Exactly. And, you know, I think it is always a, especially as we are kind of turning on our spiritual uh, awarenesses and realizing that there is light and there is love and we are all one and and all of these amazing spiritual um, uh, knowledges that we ha we do have a tendency to compartmentalize things and to want that if we're not in the bliss all the time that somehow that we're doing it wrong that we're not being spiritual and then we're confronted with something like this where we're like, oh my God, this goes against everything that maybe I've ever, you know, I, I believe in and this is, it's painful to me. And, and at that point, then we are trying to sort of do this spiritual bypass. We're trying to still be in the light and, and, and um, we're not able to actually have the experience of just being present with what's there. 
Yeah, we shut down that part of our ability to access the dark energies in the first place. We shut down, like actually by saying like, oh, that's a dark vibration. I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to, to work with that. You're actually limiting your ability to do healing work or to be present at all, you know, regardless of whether or not you're a practitioner. Being open to acknowledgement and expansive awareness something isn't going to harm you just because you acknowledge it's there, you know? So there's and spiritual bypassing. Let's talk about what that means for a second. We've thrown that term around a couple of times. So what is spiritual bypassing? There's, and I, I also like to call it language of light shaming. You know, we've referenced that a couple of times here too, where, um, or law of attraction shaming, excuse me, where, um, you know, the law of attraction, it's such a beautiful concept and, uh, and when used in a healthy, expansive, aware way, it can, be, you know, it can do a lot of good. I, you know, I use the law of attraction. I talk about the law of attraction with my clients and yet, um, oh, you're, yeah, your video is working now, <laughs> or at least I can see you now. Um, <laughs> and yet if you, if there's a shame component involved or if there's a, oh, you know, you're going to focus so hard on this light thing that you're not even looking at everything else. You're actually doing a disservice to your process, your personal process or your client's process. And that is a, a one example of spiritual bypassing. Right. And, and it, it uh, has that, that flavor of avoiding, right? I mean, we all want to avoid pain. We want to avoid pain, but we know that pain is an amazing teacher for us. It, it gives us depth. It gives us clarity. It gives us a lot of information about who we are and who we want to be and, um, you know, moves us forward on our path really quickly, usually. And, you know, we have the law of, um, of attraction, but there are other spiritual laws that a lot of times we're not in um, – in awareness of at the same time, right? We have the, the we have expansion and contraction. Everything mm -hmm. is is in a state of a, of a, either expansion or contraction at any moment. And um, you know, for us to have expansion, we also have to have contraction. We have to have coming back towards something that feels constricted and tight, and then we expand from that place. And when we kind of look at things on that level and go, oh, well, this is just a, a part of a cycle of, you know, like you talk a lot about cycles of power. Yeah. Um, that we're, we're moving through these cycles constantly. And as spiritual warriors, we are, we, are, we can witness within our own selves, um, you know, going into our dark night of the soul, usually happens multiple times. And we expand and we are full of light and joy and love and we're mission out in the world. And then we have something that occurs and we go back inside of our cocoon and we get in our womb and maybe it's pain. Maybe we're realizing something really deep about ourselves. Maybe we're doing it on purpose just to find out what's there and get a deeper sense of our mission. Um, but there's always that expansion and contraction. And so I believe that that we are in witness of it. And if we negate that it's not okay for there to be this cycle of expansion and contraction, um, then we're missing something. Because in that moment when we go into the contraction, we actually go, oh, I, I actually have to work harder on this. 
I have yeah. to work. I have to put more attention to this aspect of my life so that I can start to expand again. Yeah. And You're if, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, with the, the law of expansion and contraction, you know, if, as long as we're talking about universal laws here, um, you know, by negating a part of that cycle, or yes, you're right, I do love cycles of power. I talk about that all the time. You're only cultivating one type of intelligence or one type of awareness or one skill set. And inherently, it's not going to be as good or as powerful or as aware or as deep as if you cultivated it alongside the contractive, the dark, the yin. Uh, intelligence and skill set as well. So I, I like to also give people a little analogy of if the base of your pyramid is is this big, it can be this tall, right? But if the base of your pyramid is this big, your pyramid can be this tall, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this can be applicable to any skill. In this case, we're talking about you know energy work or uh, or being an empath or being a, a force of social evolution and change in the world, whatever it is, or you as a sensitive person, the more you cultivate your foundation, which includes awareness, which includes developing multiple skills, not just being an expert in light work. Many light workers are experts in light work, and yet they have little to no experience in working with shadow. These people are possibly going to be receiving a rude awakening if they haven't already. I did. I absolutely did. I was in a phase in my my spiritual evolution, my education, uh, where early on I began, you know, discovering, oh, I can do this thing. This is real. Magic is real. Studying Reiki. It's all light, light, light. And then thrown into multiple underworld initiations and dark nights of the soul. And as a result of that, my practice, my personal and professional practice has grown exponentially in my understanding and my ability to hold space, not only for my own darkness, but for the darkness of other people and darkness of society as a whole. So think about it as cultivating your skill set. What is your foundational skill set that you can dig into and invest in yourself by saying, okay, how can I bring awareness to my darkness and to the darkness? Yes, because when whatever it is, like we can't lead, we can't lead anyone through something that we haven't done ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times, um, healers, uh, you know, we will hear their story and it is crazy. It's intense. It's dark. They've been through the ringer and uh, there's an important reason for that. And, and it, you know, we can at one point be like, woe is me. And why has all of this happened to me? And why have I had all of these crazy experiences? And it's so painful to be me. And we can be in that or we can see it as the, the amazing teacher that it is that, wow, I've been through all of this. So now I know, I know what it's like to to hold space for that within myself and and so I can hold space for others within that and I think that we as the healers as the energy workers um, we are being called up and called up right now we've been doing a lot of work on ourselves mm -hmm. um, a lot of individual work on our awakening on um, realizing our gifts and magic on going through our own dark nights of the soul and witnessing our own shadow aspects and pain and from our families, our lineages. 
And I think that we've been in training for this time as we step more into leadership roles in our communities and with our clients and our families to be able to support, uh, you know, change and, and witness of shadow, witness of shadow aspects of racism and um, uh, misogyny and um, fighting and all of the things that we're seeing, bullying that we're seeing out there in the public eye so, so shockingly in some regards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're we're already delving into this a little bit, but let's kind of go to our next um, our next point here. You know, we talked about reframing the darkness. Now, what does it mean to be a warrior of the light? You know, we're we're discussing. Okay, so warriors of the light they have a relationship with the darkness. Warriors of the light do not. You know, we're not bliss ninnies. You know, I, I learned that term from you. I know, yeah, you throw that term around. <laughs> I, had a, I had a partner um, when I was going through my awakening and I was like blissing out and he was like, watch out, don't, be, don't become a bliss ninny. You don't want to be that right. guy. And well, he was right. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, bliss ninnies, no. Warriors of the light are grounded in both the light and the shadow. Even warriors of the light must work in the shadow realms. And they do so with ease and grace. They do so understanding both sides because they are balanced. They have cultivated the understanding. They've been through their own dark night of the soul. And they work in service to the highest and greatest good in both the shadow and the light realms. That's, you know, that's a peaceful warrior thing. There's a couple of terms I like to use with that. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a new mentorship program, Light Warrior Mentorship um, which is like a group mentorship program that I was called to create this year because of this, because I feel how much we're being called up. And, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, we change our relationship to the shadow of how we're seeing it. And then we change the relationship to ourself as to who we are. And we start to recognize and see, wow, I really have been through a lot and I really am a warrior. And, mm -hmm. I am brave because I've stepped through fear. And then in, in the process, we, we start cultivating the aspects of ourselves that are that warrior, that mm -hmm. are able to be in the dark, that um, you know move through aspects of fear when we feel it. And we start to change our relationship to ourself as to who we are. We are not... Uh, seeing ourselves and I see this a lot as people have their sort of awakening experience where we go through the process of seeing ourselves as I'm so empathic I'm so sensitive I'm mm -hmm. so you know the world is so hard on me right it's hard being human I can't go out in public because I'm too too bright I'm not supposed to be on earth or whatever the deal yeah, I'm not so I don't belong on this planet no. all of the things that we keep we just say those things over and over to ourselves and we are just reinforcing that system of fragility which is ridiculous right because the light is not fragile you know, the light can burn through anything. Mm -hmm. So um, then if we start shifting our own awareness of self around, I am a warrior. What do I need to cultivate my warrior skills? And I believe right. sustaining practice and, and grounding in and, um, you know, 
strong tapping, strong breathing, you know, you're out there running and that's a, you know, it's like, you got to be a warrior to go running in the snow. Um, you know, doing, doing ice baths, doing, um, you know, whatever kind of, of, uh, thing it is. Maybe it's going outside at night where it's really dark Mm -hmm. sitting and being alone and, you know, butting up against the pieces that are uncomfortable being in silence. Like sometimes that is really uncomfortable for people. Creating opportunities for yourself to know all parts of yourself, not just the parts that are fun to talk about or fun to display to the world. You know, everybody's familiar with the social media phenomenon of, oh, people only post good pictures of themselves, of them having fun. Right. And so it looks like everybody has an amazing, fun-filled, happy, shiny life. Even these systems, you know, our our way that we communicate with our friends or communicate with the world are designed to reinforce that programming of it's only okay if everything's bright and shiny and any shame brought, you know, there is shame brought to the darkness. Now, I know, Kat, you and I both uh, run in circles that are a little more comfortable sharing vulnerable things on social media and but it, often it does come with a preface of like, hey, this is a really vulnerable share or like, you know, a, a caveat of I know that people don't really do this, but I really need support or whatever. And and that is we're doing it. We're doing it slowly as a society of making it OK to acknowledge the darkness. This is one of the things that warriors of the light must do in order to be fully in service to the highest and greatest good is to not only reframe, uh, excuse me, reframe your relationship with the darkness externally, but reframe your relationship with your internal darkness. Create opportunities for yourself to become uncomfortable or witness yourself, or maybe you don't even have to work that hard to create them. You just (laughs) say yes when they come along, where you're having an uncomfortable conversation with your partner, for example, and you're feeling really overwhelmed. And you notice, oh, my shadow pattern is to shut down and run away. So instead of following my shadow pattern, I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna be fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm going to be there and I'm going to be present and I'm going to acknowledge that this is really uncomfortable for me and I'm going to witness myself in my discomfort. I'm going to ask questions of what am I feeling right now? What is the worst thing that could happen to me right now? Is that actually going to happen? Probably not. And so how can I create space to move through that darkness, move through these little moments of darkness with an extra degree of peace and presence? an extra degree of devotion to yourself, your self-growth, and come out the other side, and then maybe the next time that happens, you don't get thrown into your shadow pattern. Maybe you can navigate it with a little more ease and grace. This is how we step into being a balanced, peaceful warrior of the light, is by understanding our own internal darkness and creating a space of comfort and peace within it. So we can sit with our shadow. We can sit with the shadows of others. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, in my relationship, um, you know, this past year, I have definitely been doing some, some deep shadow work and really realizing some stuff about myself that I didn't really have a grasp on and I wouldn't have found out in any other way. And I still, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a hundred percent winning on the entire experience. Like I witness myself 
in the experience and, and fail and keep, keep showing up to try to do, you know, take care of myself in a different kind of way and show up in a different kind of way and ask those questions and, and be in that discomfort in a way that, um, that allows me to evolve. And, um, it's definitely not, it's not the, the most, um, delicious aspect of, you know, relationship. Um, but <laughs> or of anything for that matter, you know, we all love to work. No, we all love to work with the fun clients who are like, yes, I mean, right. want to step in with my purpose and, and be my expansive self. That's great. That's the minority of my clients. Right. And then, um, you know, when we, when we come in contact with someone who's a client or a friend or a family member mm-hmm. who's really in their shit, maybe they're in their shit for a while. And, um, you know, our, our initial response a lot of the time is to be like, I don't really have time or energy for this. You know, I'm an empath and I'm feeling all your feelings. So this is really mm-hmm. hard for me. Um, That's the, the bliss ninny. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that we are in this experience, like now we can look at this on a societal level where Mm -hmm. we are, you know, our brothers and sisters of this nation are coming and being like, I'm really in my darkness. I'm really in my shadow. I'm really exhibiting these behaviors that are from my lineage. I mean, in America, we're, we're kind of assholes. We've done a lot of horrible stuff. Like mm-hmm. our lineages are really tainted. There's, there's never been a generation that wasn't at war there, you know, that hasn't had, you know, the depression that hasn't had major wars that hasn't had genocides of the native people on this land that hasn't had slavery. Mm-hmm. Like we, as, uh, as Americans, we have a lot of shadow work to do because even though we've moved through those things are not maybe happening exactly as they were now, they're still, pieces there's nuggets inside of there just like there are inside of us where we we end up in relationship and then we exhibit our shadow behavior there's little nuggets in there that we really need to work on and for us that are of the light to be able to hold the space for Mm -hmm. this shadow play and to not uh, degenerate into name calling and being, you know, separation, but actually, you know, finding ways of asking them, just like you would, uh, you said, ask yourself, asking those questions, sitting in the uncomfortability, being present to what's there and being hu- human enough and compassionate mm. enough to recognize we, we all have these shadow aspects. We all have these negative aspects of being, of being jealous, of being bullies, of hating others because they're different. Right. Um, or that we all hold it in some kind of way. And in, instead creating opportunities for connection and empathy. Now, uh, Kat, you mentioned the, the shutting down, kind of going to the name calling route or the, the like dissolving into the darkness route. We can also, you know, we, we did uh, talk about spiritual bypassing. I'll bring it up again. We can also like shut down going the other way of like, oh, I'm not even going to engage with you because you're not speaking my language and I only speak words of the light and love, right? right? That is just as dismissive. 
And so how do we walk that line of holding, uh, holding the integrity of compassion, holding the, the intention of clear dialogue and, and discourse and communication and genuinely seeing and hearing people without having it you know, slide too far in either direction? Now, um, I know you and I both do a lot of shadow work with our, our clients, our friends, etc. Um, I want to talk about, you know, what are some of the tools that we use? You know, I'm imagining like working with a, a client of mine who's in a very expansive place, who wants help working on the light aspects of, you know, maybe like really expanding their practice or delving into their healing work feels very different from working with a client who's in a very contractive space. And the way that I prepare myself is different. And Kat, I know for you too, like I actually change my own energy in order to meet the person where they're at. Mm -hmm. And the same, the same principle applies for, you know, first we talked about reframing the relationship to the darkness externally, reframing our relationship to our darkness internally. Now, what do we actually change about ourselves in order to be on a similar level, you know, because if you're up here, you're running your high vibration frequency, you're not going to be able to meet anybody who's down here. So how do you bring yourself to a level where you can be present and witness and hold your ground without getting sucked down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know, you know, we've talked about personal practice pretty extensively. I will do my, uh, my embodiment practice much more in depth before working with a really, uh, a really, you know, a, a client who's very much in their shadow. So I will return to my base, my root. I'll get in my body. I'll do the tapping. I'll go for a run. I'll, I'll dance. I'll sweat. And I will actually lower my vibration to be more present in my physicality, mm -hmm. thus building up my protection, uh, really reinforcing my root chakra, reinforcing my safety. That's one of my tools is really calling in the embodiment work. Yeah, I love that. And that's such an important, um, that is such an important tool for us to remember. Um, a lot of times us that where we focus on the light, we focus on consciousness and we're like, so becoming disembodied. It's very hard to relate to people who are, are still struggling and in, in more of a base experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's super important. Um, something I wanted to touch on is you know we said the when we had our meeting yesterday we said the word shape shifting yeah and um you know that's one of the things i wanted to touch on and i was you know um this morning i was in bed and i was sort of seeing these images of you know the 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 demons you know the the deities that the, they're demonic and we see them in all of the different cultures they're fierce they're, they're with teeth and horns and buggling eyes and, you know, snake, you know, the nagas and the snakes and the dragons and um, all of these fierce aspects. And in, um, you know, many shamans will call upon these darker sort of, you know, they, they look like demons. They are demons mm -hmm. and cultivate relationships with these you know, with these energies or the Kali calling her in, um, mm -hmm. calling in forces that seem uh, frightening because they're able to communicate with darkness. They're able to communicate with shadows, mm -hmm. able to communicate with 
the aspects that are of that certain kind of fierceness and, and, and frequency. And, and so it's lovely to just be concentrated on, well, I'm, I work with the angelic realms and, um, I work with, you know, the ascended masters and, and all, you know, of course, please do. But, you know, Sometimes when we're working in the mud, we need some uh, uh, allegiances with um, maybe some energies that kind of hold that frequency more because they're they're gonna want they're like yeah let's get in there and like yeah they they know how to move energy differently and so that's a really great point is the allies whom you call upon when working with really high vibration, you know, third eye chakra, angelic realms and ascended masters going to be very different from, okay, we're doing super like down and dirty soul retrieval through the muck of ancestral trauma. You're going to call upon different guides. You're going to have different allies who know how to move energy differently. And yeah, definitely some of the like, again, none of none of these are bad. Like darkness isn't bad. It's just important to remember. And you know, this is kind of a safety thing. Remember that any guide, no matter whom they are, you know, even Archangel Michael, uh, or, you know, any animal guide or any demonic guide has their own agenda. I think that's really important. And it's, you know, easier to get away with, okay, when we're working with, you know, the angelic realms, like their own agenda is, you know, very light and, and sparkly and lovely and usually not in conflict with ours and yet they still have their own agenda same thing goes with working with demonic guides it's okay to do as long as you have that safety conversation like have your consent conversation with your dark guides before you work with them of okay what are you about what's your energy about what's your agenda and is this actually a good fit to work in partnership to move this energy Mm-hmm. Yes, That's totally doable, but must have like you must be really cautious, conscious and cautious in your boundaries and your and your safety. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the experience of sort of like kind of putting those two concepts together of taking the embodiment and taking sort of that um, darker energy uh, reality. So of uh, and then shape shifting of actually, you know, doing stuff like. You know, um, you know, doing um, practices that are more and, you know, sticking the tongue out and being fierce and, and squatting down and moving the body like a warrior, moving the body like, you know, an animal, letting an animal energy come through you that maybe is, you know, a little bit more in the realm of something that would be like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, using it as like an em- embodiment. I mean, if you're going to be going out and, you know, there's a lot of people going to be going out to the protest this weekend mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being able to, if you're going to be out there with lots and lots of people, maybe that's not even something that you ever do. And maybe that's going to be overwhelming of really calling in, you know, maybe an animal that's going to be really strong for you. And before you go grounding down and, and letting that energy kind of move through your system, so you're like, okay, I'm, I'm there, I'm, I'm, I'm in this as this, um, you know, filled up with the with the power of, um, you know, something that's that's um, giving you uh, 
a different frequency almost. Yeah. I think dragon is a, a really good one for that. I mean, I know you mentioned dragon and, and it's popping to mind is like, yeah, absolutely. Dragon would love to work in this realm. And so, uh, you know, suggesting to our viewers, if you feel so called, that would be a really, that is an ally who is offering themselves forward of shape-shifting and dragon energy. So again, um, you know, we've also talked in previous episodes about uh, some protection work that you can do that would be really important too. I know I definitely do. I, I mean, I set my boundaries and protection before I do any work with anybody, light or shadow or whatever, but particularly with your shadow work, it's essential, absolutely essential. And I mean, we're talking about how do you work with the darkness? Again, going back to our question, how do you work with the darkness without being consumed by it? Right, because there are people who do cultivate relationships with darker frequency energy, um, who receive power. You can receive a lot of power. There's a lot of power in, in, in that. Um, and it can take you out. Yeah. So, and, then and some of these people, some of these traditions, I mean, there are whole school, uh, like mystery schools built around working with dark energies. Absolutely. This, is, this is a thing. And then people can, you can lose yourself in it. And you can become ultimately a servant to whatever other agendas are at play rather than your own agenda of service to the highest and greatest good as a warrior of the light who happens to be working in shadow realms. <clears throat> so being really clear, even just saying those words as you just said it, yeah. um, being very clear that I am a sovereign being and I am here as service to the light, that I am a warrior of the light. And um you know, being very clear about what your mission is, about who you are, stating it out loud and repeating that and asking for guidance and protection uh, from your uh, guides that serve your highest and best. Yeah. And, um, you know, only working with those that do serve the highest and best. Mm. And, uh, you know, being really clear, clarity, I think is really important when we're, we're in that space. Yeah. We've clarity. We've also talked a little bit about um, a couple of times about what is the agenda of uh, of a guide that you might be working it with, and what is your own personal agenda. I mean, that's super clear. Intent, or that is super important. Clarity. Your intention is your most powerful tool. So, I, especially when you're again, like, I feel like you can get away with more when you're working with the light angelic realms. You know, there's there's a little bit more room for okay, maybe your intention isn't like 100% clear. When you're working with the shadow, you must be 100% clear. 111% clear. You must be like totally on it. And uh, in order to, especially if you are actually altering your own energies, as we've discussed, either through shape-shifting or calling in different allies or welcoming in, hey, Kali, Yak, or Pele even, those are really big, big forces who, again, have their own agendas. And so if you're not in alignment or if you think you're doing this one thing with them and you're calling them in and they have this totally other thing in mind, it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to feel good. It's, you know, like I've, I've never been in quite that position before because I've always been very clear about, okay, who am I calling in and what am I doing? But I have been in positions where I'm running an energy through my body that either I didn't protect myself properly or, or didn't. Um, and actually, this happened when I was working on my aunt who has cancer. And I didn't do proper protection on myself. And I was working in shadow realm with her, you know, as she's in healing crisis. And I ended up like 
you know, kneeling on the floor. I was doing a, a distance session with her. I ended up like on all fours on the floor feeling like I was going to puke out my guts and I wasn't actually throwing up, but that was an example of, I didn't do my proper, um, okay, preparation for working with the shadow. Cancer is really sticky. I didn't do my proper, okay, my boundaries and protection. I didn't do embodiment practice beforehand. I was kind of squeezing her in between, you know, before another client, which, you know, that client ended up being late. Thank goodness. You know, so I had time to, to prepare myself, but it does take its toll if you do not take your proper precautions. Yeah. And I think closing is also we need to state like if you are going to call in an energy and work with it that it's really important to also close that container yeah you know let them go release the release any contracts release any cords that you're you're holding in connection with that energy um that our work together is done for now thank you very much i really appreciate you and, um, you know, because you don't want a certain energy to just be like, okay, well now let's just keep going. And what's right. going on in your life? What can we destroy for you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Thanks, Kelly. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what is the process of alchemy? We we're calling this episode, this very special inauguration episode, the right. alchemy of darkness. Right. What does that mean? Well, and you know, there are 12 alchemical steps. There's seven like main, you know, alchemical steps. And, and the first one really is on uh, calcination and burning. And, you know, you can't go through an alchemical process without burning something up. It has mm. to just be really evaluated. You know, it has to be really looked at. It has to have like devotion and discipline and um, kind of be broken down. And, and construction. It has to have destruction. Yeah. There has to be destruction in alchemy. Um, mm. You don't build something from, you know, nothing. You're transforming um, some, you know, one, one energy or, or thing into something else through yeah. tearing it apart and putting it back together. And when you put it back together, it's reached another level of evolution, you know, and then we go through, um, dissolution, you know, we, we let go, we start to bring in the feminine, we bring in, you know, water, we're, like, okay, now we're sort of flowing with what is left over after we've been really looking at it really clearly. And, um, you know, that, that piece about like emotions, we're moving emotions through the system at this point. And mm -hmm. like, we, we have to be aware of what's happening in our country and the systems and the social structure. We have to see it. We have to like burn it up and tear it apart. And we have to actually process the emotions I think there's a lot of unprocessed emotion in our country based on the traumas that we've, we've had here. Yeah. There's a, again, we as a country like to do the spiritual bypass thing. <laughs> We're great. America's so great. We're so great. Right. Exactly. It's not fun to acknowledge, oh yeah, we have a history of hatred and slavery and disease and war and depression, all of these things. Um, and so again, going back to like the acknowledging every, every step of the alchemical process, it's important to keep in mind that you're working with a brand new energy. As you take something apart, you're pulling it into its, its base structure. You're pulling it into its molecular structure and pulling them into tiny, tiny, tiny bits and putting them back together in a different way. 
Yeah. Every step of the alchemical process is a brand new energy. So it's important to keep in mind your approach and your energy is going to have to change with it. Trying to treat, and this is something that uh, I know you work with too, and I've encountered when I'm working with a client where we'll start the session one way, and by the end of the session, they're, they're a totally different person. And through that, we've had to take these steps of, okay, what is the new energy that's coming up now, and who do I have to become in order to work with that energy? What do I have to change about my state of being in order to address that? Same thing here in social evolution. Who do we have to be in every moment to address this stage that we're at as a society in the alchemical process? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the next uh, step is separation, which is wherein we get to see the essence. We get to see like what's underneath as we started to kind of clean everything away. We get to see like the purity of, of, who we are as we separate things apart and we kind of are able to, you know, I just want to say essence. Like we keep seeing that essence of, of the truth of who we are. Right. And if we can tear apart the hate and the anger and the rage and we can process the emotions, then we can go, Oh, well, you know, at, at the essence of who we are, we're, we're about freedom and we're about justice. You know, mm -hmm. we're about justice and freedom. That's, that's what we're really about. But all this other stuff is sort of like mucked up the system. Yeah, and kept us from living and actualizing the truth of that essence. So, um, you know, again, holding kind of the overall intentions of what is, uh, and this is going back actually a little bit to what we talked about in our last episode of living our purpose on the individual level as well as the collective level is how do we hold the purpose for ourselves individually, but our purpose for the collective? What is it that we're actually doing? In why are we even bothering to muck around in the darkness in the first place? Why are we even talking about this? Mm -hmm. Because we're holding a vision collectively for the health and well-being of all beings. We're holding the vision of social evolution and change. We're holding the essence of compassion and freedom and justice. You know, all, the, all those American ideals. We're holding the, the vision of uh, independence and sovereignty and, and health and happiness, right? That's our essence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, so the next, the next piece is conjunction, which is bringing things together and uniting the, the, the things that have been separate. And when we're bringing them back together, we're bringing them back together in a more, a more whole way. We're sort of taking the pieces and we've refined them. We've, we've taken the, 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 the gunk out and we've refined them to the place that now when we start to bring things back together, there it's more unity. It's more unified. It's a whole more whole system. It's, it's of a higher level of frequency. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's sort of like, there we are like, okay, now we're at this, this phase of the development. And, you know, then we go into the fermentation and we're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's really sit in this. Now we're here, we're whole, we're, we're let's like, what can we create now? Like, here's mm -hmm. where we get into, you know, our, our real spirituality and we get into like the potential of what we can create together. Now we're, we've come together and we've gotten more whole. And then we move into distillation and sort of 
then we can get into the greater good and service and, and, and being together community and co-creation. Yeah. And, um, Kat, it's really important. I want to emphasize to, to our viewers as we're going through this, you can't skip any steps. No, you can't skip any steps. And we really want, like what we've been trying to do is sort of get to this place where we're like unity, what we see, right? We're like, well, why can't we just be at like unity consciousness right now? <laughs> right. And, and uh, yet the, the process of alchemy is really, what are you doing in alchemy? You're taking a, a base level material and turning it into a very high vibration material. You're, you're transforming lead into gold, right? right? And lead doesn't jump right away to gold. You've got to turn, you know, dissolve all the molecules apart. You have to, every step is super essential. You cannot skip any at all. And the same happens when we're looking at this process of alchemy in terms of what's going on for us as a country, what's going on for us as a planet, we can't skip any steps. No. You've got to look at what needs to be destroyed, what needs to be dissolved, what needs to be examined, what needs to be washed clear in the waters of emotion. And then, then, like only after we've taken everything apart and done the dissolving, then can we ever have any hope of starting to go back into the, the uh, bringing them back together, the connection. Right, and then we get the, you know, at the end, the, the last step, at least the foot of the seven, is coagulation, you know, and coagulation. coagulation. So we're, we're really coming together in this, like, rejuvenation and this new experience. And we all want to be at that place. We're in this new experience. And we have to acknowledge that we didn't get to where we are as the spiritual beings that we are, the healers that we are, or however, that wherever we are on our journey, and maybe you're in one of these phases right now that's really uncomfortable of your alchemical process, but we don't get through to where we are when we look back and we go, where did we start from? A lot of us started from places where we were really shut down or we were conservative or we were hyper-religious or we were really in fear, we were really in trauma. And so we have to acknowledge that as a society, we who have gone through this alchemical process within ourselves and we are mastering it, learning how to do it over and over because you, you just keep doing it over and over and over again and you slowly go higher and higher and higher up on the wheel. We have to acknowledge that now we can go, okay, I see you. I see you where you're at. I see that you're, you're in the fire. And I know how uncomfortable it is to be in the fire. And I know that everything that you have known up until this point is starting to burn and it hurts. It's uncomfortable. And you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know that there's unity consciousness. You have no idea what's on the other side of this process. You don't know that there's gold. All you know is lead. And so you're like holding on to your lead as, as much as you possibly can. And it's really hard for us to go, well, can't you just see that you're gold? When we can go, okay, look, let me help you through the fire. Let me help you through this process by being compassionate, by having conversations, by, um, you know, working maybe with people who we wouldn't necessarily work with mm -hmm. and tuning into people who maybe we would shun or not have a good relationship with and acknowledging that where we are as a whole as a country 
and that we're in this process, we're in a really uncomfortable um, portion of the process. And for us to hold our eyes on, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we are transforming, we're transmuting, we're in the cauldron of transformation and we're moving toward the gold. But this is a process. It's a process that we must go through because we can't spiritually bypass the fact that we've had all of this trauma in our collective as a nation. We can't spiritually bypass slavery and genocide and, and um, racism and sexism. All of these things are coming to the surface right now in a huge way. And we are seeing yeah. them. They're, they're like, it's, it's like we've collected all of the, we've been collecting all of the stuff and all of the lead and we're like, okay, we're going to throw it in the fire. And, and we're in, we're in the burning stage right now. We are. As a society, you know, it's, this is one of those situations where it is possible to be in multiple places on this uh in this process at once you know so where where are you personally in the alchemy process you know we invite you to have have a look at your own your own alchemical awakening if you will and where are you are you in the burning phase are you in the dissolution phase are you you know somewhere farther along are you in the coagulation phase where are you in turn? Where's your family? Where's your community? And looking at where we are as a society, as a society, we are right at the beginning. We are right at the everything's got to burn because there is no, there's no way that we could move beyond where we are now without really dissolving, really burning away all of these limiting ideas, all of these beliefs that um, that some people don't have rights, that some, uh, you know, that some humans are less than others, or that, uh, that people don't deserve to be healthy and happy. You know, whatever these ideas that we have, they have to burn. Whatever systems are in place that are creating oppression, that are creating injustice, or promoting, uh, promoting inequality, or wealth inequality, or gender inequality, or whatever, they have to burn. And they have to be dissolved and taken apart molecule by molecule in order to have any hope of reconfiguring them in a way that actually serves humanity, in a way that actually serves society for the highest and greatest good. So this is our call to you as warriors of the light. Please witness your own alchemy and witness how you can be who you are as a warrior of the light. Do what you need to do in order to step with us into this field so that we can do this work together. Yeah. yeah. We're building our army of peaceful warriors. <laughs> we are for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, one question that, um, Kat, I know we talked about yesterday, but it's, uh, and we haven't, yeah, we're basically out of time. So, <laughs> right. So a question to ask you is, how can you be a, a new kind of leader? Or like, what kind of leader do you want to be? Do you even view yourself as a leader? Did you ever view yourself as a leader? And how, what are you noticing in yourself in that? And this is like a, you know, super brief touching upon just now of like, okay, what is this? What is your relationship to leadership? And maybe we can do another episode on this later on this yeah mm -hmm. so um wow so that was really great we had lots of of 
of really interesting tools around changing our um, our relationship to darkness, to shadow, seeing it differently, having a different experience of it, um, changing our own relationship to ourselves as who we are, what we're capable of, and uh, you know the the power that we have, the energy that we're running, um, <clears throat> you know our own systems of protection and boundaries and, and all of our own relationship to ourself and then our relationship to the process that we're in so that we're not bemoaning where we're at. We're actually seeing it as a, you know, a space that's going to propel us forward and then allowing ourselves to find out where is the place that we're going to fit into this process. Where are we going? How are we going to be the alchemist in this? You know, and are we the alchemist or are we the fire or are we the water or are we the air that's going to kind of move through and, and pull the, the essential oil off the top of the, of the, of the work. And, um, you know, what are we? What aspect are we? And where are we going to fit in? And how are we going to move forward in a way that's really empowered? Yeah, definitely. So we gave you a lot to work with today. Uh, please do keep this in mind as we move into this weekend. I know there's um, there are protest situations going on all over the place. There's, um, yeah, please be safe. People's emotions are running pretty high. There's, um, you know, I do feel as though there is a potential for, even though a lot of what I'm seeing is emphasis on the nonviolent protests, uh, things can get dangerous when people don't have their healthy relationship with the shadow. So again, you know, embodying this, okay, what does it mean to run these energies in a healthy way? Do your protection practices, stay grounded in your body. If you're choosing to involve yourself in a protest or, or any of these um, group situations, make sure you're present, not getting swept away. Again, how do we work with the darkness without being overcome by it or without losing ourselves? You stay in your body do your embodiment practices, do your protection practices, your grounding practices, and even when you're shape-shifting, stay here so that you can be safe, that you can be a warrior of the light and be really clear with your intentions. What is your purpose in going to that, that protest or that rally? How can you embody your, your warriorhood to inspire others to do the same in an empowered way? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. And so we invite you, this is our 10th episode. So we invite you back into um, our previous episodes. Maybe you'll see some of the things that we kind of touched on a little bit here um, more completely. And please, we would love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions about things that you would love to hear us talk about or any comments or anything that's coming up for you, we'd love to hear from you at shamansistersessions at gmail.com or mm -hmm. on our Facebook page of the same name. And we are really honored to offer this work into the world and to uh, be in this experience with you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, thank you. It is, it is an honor and a pleasure. And to put on your radar for next week, we will be holding ceremony. So, uh, you know, with all of these energies moving around, we thought, okay, yeah, we definitely want to be holding some ceremony for ourselves and for the collective consciousness. So it'll be a ceremony ritual, um, more specifics yet to be determined, but you will be invited to join us in holding intention and moving some serious energy. 
So, and fun energy. It's not <laughs> powerful. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and many blessings for going out as alchemist warriors of the light. <laughs> thank you, Michelle. Okay. Bye. Bye.